Now, The Crowncast with your host, Murray Brookshaw. Welcome to The Crowncast, episode 58. With me today is head professional Jamie Moran. Jamie, how are you doing? I'm doing well, thanks. September is flying by and we still have a very busy next few weeks ahead. No question about that. Now, before we get to the Crown Isle stuff, let's talk some other golf with the uh, Ryder Cup coming up. It's one of my favorite events. Uh, is it yours? Uh, absolutely. Some of the best TV of the year. Uh, being in Europe this year and in Rome, it's going to be spectacular. What do you think of leaving Lucas Glover, Keegan Bradley, and Bryson DeChambeau off and putting a slumping uh, Justin Thomas on the U.S. team? Always a tough decision for the captain. Uh, experience helps. Team culture is a big, uh, big component. And it being a away game, I just I, I feel it's always a tough decision. But I think Justin Thomas was probably a good choice. Yeah, no doubt. And Europe had uh, some surprises as well, right? Uh, they do. I mean, they've got some great young rising stars, as well as some of the best players in the world. Uh, we don't know much about some of these young guys, but uh, they always play well in the Ryder Cup, so it should be fun to watch. Yeah, it's really going to be fun to watch. I, I was able to go to a practice round at Oakland Hills in Detroit for the 2004 Ryder Cup. You know, that was the one where Hal Sutton put Tiger and Phil together. Oh, yeah. Yeah, great choice, Hal. Really, really yeah, good. It worked out well. <laughs> they didn't like each other, and boy, man, it showed. And the thing I noticed was I followed the uh, U.S. team around, and they were super serious, and the Europeans led by like Clark, Jimenez, Westwood, and Montgomery were smoking cigars, drinking shots, having a lot of fun, letting patrons come out and hit shots and things like that. And they won by one of the largest margins in Ryder Cup history, right? 18 and a half to nine and a half. And yeah, I mean, it's always been a thing where um, the Europeans are always just out enjoying themselves and they don't feel the pressure. Uh, I guess that the U.S. team does, but I think the U.S. team is starting to do a little bit better job with that. Um, when it comes to the Ryder Cup, I was fortunate in 2014, I got to attend the Ryder Cup in Scotland. Uh, that was the famous one where Phil Mickelson kind of threw Tom Watson under the bus afterwards, blaming right. the U.S.'s uh, poor play on Tom Watson. Of course, it was his fault. He never hit a shot. Um, <laughs> but uh, I was fortunate I got to play some phenomenal golf courses for the week leading up to Scotland. Uh, some of the British Open courses, Carnoustie and Kings Barnes and Royal Troon. And then we got to watch uh, the Ryder Cup, and what an unreal atmosphere that was. Some great fans and so much fun. Yeah, it's almost like the soccer atmosphere over in Europe, right? Oh, yeah. They, they have a good time, for sure. Now, who wins? I'm a Europe guy, and always have been. I think Europe. Uh, I, I'm a Europe guy as well, but I, I really want to see a close match. The last couple of years have been really good to watch. Uh, we all know the golf will be on a high level, and man, it would just be good for come down to the last few matches on Sunday. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to it at the end of the month. So, uh, so we've got that in the docket as well. Now, back to Crown Isle. We're headed into mid-September, but I thought we should recap a very busy August here. Um, let's start off with the Mixed Club Championship. Yeah, our Mixed Club Championship was fantastic, loads of fun, uh, and we celebrated great winners. Uh, Ruth Chapman and Dennis Teasdale teamed up, uh, played phenomenally, and uh, won the Mixed Club Championship, so it was great to see. Now, next up, the Crown Isle Club Championship. Both the ladies and men played on the same weekend. Yeah, and what a great weekend of golf it was. Uh, we started Friday night with a skills contest and barbecue, followed by a horse race. Uh, tons of fun, great social atmosphere. Saturday and Sunday, everyone kind of put their competitive hats on. Uh, we had phenomenal golf course conditions, uh, some great golf uh, on both sides. And on the ladies' side, Dee Horry pulled away on Sunday for quite a convincing victory. 
And on the men's side, a great finish saw Peter Delaray on his birthday of all days birdie the last hole to win by one shot over young Charlie Duncan and a charging Colton Almgren. Yeah, it was a lot of fun and well put together. It's always uh, one of the best weekends of the of the year, no doubt. Now, on a personal note, you're too modest to say anything, but you led the PEI team from your home course to the RBC Scramble Finals at Cabot Links last year and won. And this year, you led the Crown Isle team of Brendan McCann, Brendan Morrison, Max Andrew, and Drew Dobesh uh, in the RBC Scramble Provincial Finals at Big Sky in Pemberton. And it was a great showing, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, I mean, it was absolutely great to win last year for sure, but it was really fun to go to Big Sky with these guys and compete. Uh, we managed to play really, really well, and we finished third out of 22 teams, two strokes out of first place. Unfortunately, only the winning team gets a spot in the national final at Cabot Links, so we'll sign back up again next year, and, and uh, we'll... We'll take another shot at it. Yeah, there's always an extra. We missed out by point four uh, to go uh, to go there this time. So uh, uh, we'll be gunning for it next year. Yeah, hopefully everyone watches for that uh, for next season, and we'll run another one probably in May or June, and and the winner will get to go on to the BC final. So it should be fun. On September 8th, we hosted the Mayor's Charity Golf Classic. Uh, it must be a challenge to host uh, such a large event. Uh, you know what? It was fun. 144 players having fun, raising money for a great cause. We're definitely a little short-staffed this time of year, but uh, we, we always managed to, to get it done, and we were excited that Mother Nature cooperated, and it was a fabulous day. September 21st is the men's night finale, a huge event every year and a lot of fun, no doubt about that. If you've played in five nights this year, don't forget to register, right? Yes, for sure. And this is going to be my first one. So it's going to be an eventful night and we'll be giving out tens of thousands of dollars in gifting and prizing. I can't wait to be a part of it. It should be loads of fun. And on September 24th, we have our last Ladies Nine in Wine. I believe it's sold out, but over 130 uh, ladies uh, every time we've done it this year. So, uh, And I talked to Ryan. He says uh, bigger and better next year. Yeah, we're excited for next season already, but uh, so much fun with our ladies' nine and wine. Uh, we've really built a great night with a welcoming atmosphere and a ton of fun, and our nine and wines have sold out each time in two hours or less. So um, uh, we're excited to potentially grow it or at least have some, uh, some new offerings next year, and uh, we're looking forward to wrapping up the season with one more great night with them. Yeah, and we have a few big tournaments left for both the men's and ladies' clubs at Crown Isle. Uh, can you take a moment to talk about them? Yeah, so we've got uh, this coming weekend, Crown Isle Cup, which is uh, top 60 um, players on the men's side um, that have kind of qualified, accumulating points all year for participation and finishes within all their tournaments. And it's just going to be a, kind of a fun day of some matches and team play and little kind of Ryder Cup-esque feel to it um, to, to wrap up the season to kind of celebrate our top point getter of the year. should be should be interesting to see what unfolds. Yeah, I always love those type of formats where they're different, where they're like best ball and they're scramble and they're head-to-head. -head and Yeah, some two-person teams for some of the matches and people, I saw the draw the other day, some people paired up with people they wouldn't normally play with against other people they wouldn't normally play with. So what a, what a, what a fun way to kind of wrap up the season for them. And on October 14th, the men's club finale in AGM. Yeah, so men's club finale, should, again, should be a great uh, camaraderie day, celebrate the season, 
uh, even though there'll still be lots of golf left in the year. And then the AGM uh, to meet and, and uh, mingle with all the members and kind of discuss the season and make some plans for next year. And circling back to September 26th, that's the ladies' club finale with the AGM to follow, right? Yeah, same same thing. The ladies do some phenomenal work here, some great charitable stuff as well. Uh, such a well-organized group. Um, their finale on the end of the month there on the 26th with their AGM uh, should be a fun again social day uh, it's been a real positive season so looking forward to it and I really like um, the idea you guys came up with for the girls rural golf clinic on September 24th as a father of a young golfer I agree with you and Adrian that it's important to create a clear path for ladies who enjoy the game. Can you still sign up? There are a st- still a few spots available. Uh, it is filling up fairly quickly, though, which is wonderful to see. And, yeah, as a father of a daughter, uh, golf is such a great lifetime sport, a lifetime skill. Uh, and this great kind of low-stress introduction to the game uh, idea should be a ton of fun. We're looking forward to it. Now, on a side note, somebody that I played with last night and Max and I have played with in the past, Brian DiBiagio, has been elected to the BC Golf Hall of Fame. What an honor, and he is a true gentleman. Yeah, what a great guy and a great player, obviously. I'm just I'm learning a little bit about him as he's just a new member here with us, uh, so we're super proud to have him. Uh, he's got on great with our members already that he's had a chance to play with, and I can't wait to get out for a game with him one of these days soon. I would love to see that. I'd love to see a little match play for you guys uh, for charity. Uh, he's a he's a great player. Yeah, really, really good, and and still, I think he's over seventy years old now, and still plays a phenomenal game of golf. Yeah, I think he shot seventy yesterday. Nice, that's great playing. Now, Jamie, um, you have an event coming up in the next few days. Uh, tell us about it. Yeah, I'm fortunate I'm going to disappear for a couple of days from here at Crown Isle, but I'm going to go compete in the BC PGA Head Professional Championships at uh, beautiful Point Grey Golf Club in Vancouver. I've never had the opportunity to play there before, so I'm excited for that. That's next Monday and Tuesday. There'll be 60 pros from all around BC competing, and uh, yeah, looking forward to meeting them and competing and, and playing on a great golf course for a couple of days. should be fun. Well, Jamie, I know you'll do us proud, and uh, I really enjoy our conversations every time we can get together. And I look forward to the next one. Yeah, Murray, always a pleasure. I look forward to the next one. But man, our season's not over yet. Can't wait to to the next few weeks. Absolutely. The Crowncast is available on crownisle.com and through Apple, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. Thanks for listening. Be sure to subscribe today so you don't miss an episode.